2: The Detroit Lions are certainly in the mix. They tripled uh, their they tripled their playoff odds, playoff percentages, however you want to look at them. Um, not just on their own, but thanks to what happened around them on Sunday afternoon. And to talk about the Detroit Lions, who got an impressive 34 to 23 win as favorites. Over the 10-win Minnesota Vikings, speaking of double-digit wins, from SB Nation's pride of Detroit, their fearless leader, Jeremy Reisman. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us here at Monday Football Monday. Uh, Congratulations. Um, The Detroit Lions got their tails whipped by the Cowboys, and that inspired them. And now all of a sudden, they're a good football team.
1: Yeah, tails whipped is a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah, no, uh, the Lions have been playing definitely some inspired football as of late, and uh, yeah, Sunday's was kind of a, a culmination of, of really a, a month's work of, of really good football play, which is uh, exciting. Not, not something we're accustomed to seeing, especially this late in well, the season.
2: It, I don't know how to make... I don't know what to make of this. Like, Jared Goff is playing so well. Panay Sewell had an incredible third down conversion. That was kind of the, the big sort of low-hanging fruit moment for everybody. Jamison Williams caught a touchdown. By the way, Jamison Williams, you know, one of the more electrifying players in the NFL, now finally a part of this mix. It was kind of a, a really functional win. Um, You know, I, I, I mean, I, I hate that this idea, like, I know Dan Campbell in his post-game press conference was talking about, Uh, It's been 20 years or whatever since the Lions have had this success. They were a successful team. Like, like they have been to the playoffs, like, in in recent years. Like, people kind of overlooked that. That being said, uh, you took down a 10-win team that you were favored against at home. Like, you checked all of the boxes, and it wasn't a big Amonra-St. Brown game or DeAndre Swift. It was just everybody kind of rallying together and doing their job. Is this who the Lions are now in your estimation?
1: On offense, yeah. They they have a lot of weapons, and it's something really, I think, that we've been kind of, Missed a big two games. Amon Ra was dealing with an ankle injury early in the season, and those are two really good players. Um, and and you you combine that with a uh, DeAndre Swift who also was dealing with an injury most of the season, and now, like you said, Jameson Williams. Jared Goff has a pretty good uh set of receivers, and and that's not even talking about their strongest unit on the team, which is their offensive line, which kept Jared Goff clean on on Sunday against a, a pair of really good pass rushers on the Vikings team. So. Offensively speaking, yeah, I, I really do think this is a, a, a win by committee. And uh, and Jared Goff deserves a ton of credit too. I mean, he, he has to be making the passes, someone has to be putting the ball in these guys' hands and, and he's doing it. And uh over over the past three, four weeks, I'm not sure anyone has done it better than he
3: has. Now, I think I have I have a bigger question about I think the the picture of Detroit right now, because this is a one and six start to a season. But at six and seven, where and I'd mentioned it and I'm kind of joking about it, you're seeing the Lions legitimately in the in the hunt. Graphic is this the most excited you think the Lions fans have been in what a, a decade or so? This has been this has to be very very exciting times in Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean that they haven't made the the playoffs since twenty sixteen. Uh, the last time they probably had a team that looked this complete was twenty fourteen, back in the the and Sioux days, where they let that in. Your... We don't. We don't. Can we, we, we let the Can we <laughs> let the man's home off cooking here. is I'm how it ended. Monday, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, it, it's not just the fact that they they've won five out of six. It's not just the fact that the offense is putting up. Um, I, I think it was a fifth game in a row they've put up twenty five points, which is the first time that's happened in Lions history since the fifties uh, basically the last time that this team won some championships. So uh, anytime you're kind of digging up Lions history in the fifties, that's probably usually a good sign, but it, it's just, it's an all around effort. It's I, I, the reason why the Lions have really gone on this winning streak here. The offense has been good all year. The defense is really what started to turn around. And that's something that that's really promising because that defense is led by a bunch of young players, first and second year guys who, you know, if they're improving this year, how are they going to look next year? How are they going to look the year after that? And and that's really, I think, the reason why there's a lot of optimism. Yeah, there's a 20% chance this team makes the playoffs, and they could very well run the table the way that they're playing right now. But as we know, the NFL, the way the NFL works, you're bound to slip up at, at one point or another. So even if they don't make the playoffs, I think the reason why everyone is so excited is this team is young and headed in the right direction. And so the the idea and the hope is that this carries over into 2023 and they they hit the ground running. You know, they are 0-10-1. and to start 2021. Oh, and, or um, one, one and six to start this year. If they get a bit of a head start next year and they're not digging themselves out of last place in the NFL, this team could really make a lot of noise in 2023. And I think that's the reason why most people are excited probably since um the most since yeah that 2014 season
2: to your point Jeremy I mean they picked up their first road win under Dan Campbell like a month ago right I mean and and then you know like I mean you know it's all kind of happened quickly but I don't know you you tell me like I understand the excitement I have to imagine there's some level of of maybe relief is maybe the best way to put it because Dan Campbell is this kind of caricature And, and and up until maybe the last month it had all been kind of empty it had all been just kind of that superficial you know top heavy you know, storyline kneecaps and all the little tropes that everybody was kind of sticking to. And I, I would I would imagine the relief is like, no, like there's proof of concept here. Like, again, even yeah. it would be super disappointing to not be a playoff team when you when you're already this close and and you deal with that. But to your point, it's it's uh, it's exciting. Like, it's not just, well, let's look forward to the draft. There, there's a follow up to that. There, there's the draft and then the season. This is a team that is finally finding itself, at least in our estimation.
1: Yeah, no question. And, uh, you know, there was kind of that inauspicious moment this year where the owner who doesn't really talk to the media that much, although more than her predecessors comes down and says, Hey, we, we believe in this group of players and, and these group of coaches and and these group of you know general managers and all that sort of, stuff. they came down when, when the team was one in five this year. And, and anytime the owner is coming down and like has to make that statement publicly, it's never a good sign. Right. That's always like a, okay. They're, they're on the verge. Like they're, they're sending a public message here to say if if things aren't turning around quickly, this could be the end soon. And listen, like I think Lions fans had given Dan Campbell kind of an extended honeymoon period given where this team was when, when Matt Patricia was fired. Um, But at the same time, one in six is kind of a tough sell when, when you're in year two of a rebuild. Now, it turns out everyone was right in that situation. This 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 whole process did require some patience. It did require some allowing these young players on both sides of the ball to learn and get better and and improve from their mistakes. And so yeah, I think I think you're at a moment now where it's just like like you said. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Proof of concept. Um, the the way Dan Campbell is building this team and and the way they're they're building the roster with the young players is starting to work out. Now, progress isn't always linear. The lines still have to, to to continue to to play well down the the final four weeks of the season. And like I said, they have to get off to a better start next year. But at this point, I think the the there's enough confidence that now you can raise the bar here. Now you can raise a bar in Detroit and have this be the expectation next year. So it's a probably a scary thing for Lions fans because you you're not really ever expected in, in Detroit to go into a season as probably I would imagine contenders for, for the NFC North at the very least, um, let alone a, a playoff spot. So um yeah, it's it's an interesting time in Detroit. And uh and yeah, Dan Campbell is 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 a popular man here, I would say to say the least.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that if you, you listen to this podcast frequently, you know that I'm a Dan Campbell man, as opposed to RJ, who is not RJ does not like the Dan Campbell. Uh-huh. Schtick,
2: the, the trope is just annoying, but, Whatever, but mean, you can't
3: question five wins in six games Let's go Lions. So you have Jared Goff here and we just did a temperature check of, of sorts on, on Campbell. You have Goff with over 3,300 yards, 22 touchdowns now, seven interceptions. He is looking more like that guy that we saw in the height of L.A. recently than what has been disappointing football the last couple of seasons. Where's everybody at on golf? Is, is is I see on Spotrack, and and I'm not exactly sure, but it looks like there's a potential out next year, but there are two years still left on the deal. Where where does the team stand with golf?
1: Well, if if you believe all the the reports coming out of Allen Park, it, it certainly sounds like they they support the guy, and they they really have said everything publicly um, to in support of that guy. Lions fans are kind of on a roller coaster of emotions with him. You know, he, he did start up the season really well, and then he had a, a, a four-game stretch where I think he turned the ball over seven times, and the Lions, I don't think, won a game in that era. And, and he's really come on again. And he's to me, these last two or three games have been where he's really impressed me the most. I, I see a lot of confidence in his game, and I, I think that makes sense. Um, not only does he have an offensive line that he can trust, but he's clearly developed chemistry with some of his, his receivers that he just – it took a while for that to come. DJ Chark didn't, again, hasn't played a lot, but now he's healthy. Now he's fully go. And, and there's, there's a connection there. Jameson Williams is starting to come on and, and and he's already had that with Josh Reynolds and Amon Ra is borderline superstar status right now. So it's, it's, it's a trust that he has in his receivers that, yeah, of course it took a while to develop. I, I don't know why, uh, why anyone would have expected anything else. So, the contract situation is interesting. I think he's going to be over a thirty million cap hit next year, but you, you can I think get twenty of that back if you let him go. Obviously, the Lions are in a position where if they they see a quarterback that that's available at the, in the top ten, they're probably going to have a top ten pick from that Stafford trade in the Rams. Um, but it, it's hard to argue when your offense is is playing like a top five unit in the NFL right now, and and it's not like Golf's contract is is that ridiculous. I mean, thirty million a year at this point is what. Like the 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 bottom set of a of the top ten, it it's not it's not really that much of a ridiculous number, especially if he's playing at the level he is right now. So I think the lines are maybe in a good position where like they don't have to force a quarterback in in the draft next year. But when when you have that sort of draft capital, and if you think a guy is there, I think you get him anyways. And I, I hate to always bring it back to the the one example that that proved out to be the the best way you can handle your quarterback situation. But it, in a way, it is kind of like the Chiefs, right? It is yeah. kind of like an Alex Smith. Patrick Mahomes situation. So if there is a guy out there right. that you really like, go ahead and get him. If not, like you got Alex Smith, you you got Jared Goff. It's not that bad of a situation. So um, the lines, can, and I know I know in yeah. that situation that the Chiefs got aggressive and traded up because they really liked Mahomes. But I, I, think, I think the line tried to necessarily do that Over these
3: past that couple years aggressive. when it worked with Alex and Patrick and, and failed. But I think the scenario you're bringing up is perfect. Like Jared Goff is good. It's probably the best he's played, but we know what his ceiling is. And so why not go and, and take another shot? And RJ, I'll, I'll throw it right. back to you there.
2: The golf arc, very similar to Alex um, from San Francisco to Kansas City. Although, granted, I mean, golf had more success in L.A. than, right. than Alex did in, in San Francisco. Um, Jeremy, my last one is, I mean, you mentioned expectations kind of changing or, or raising the bar. Um Again, I I understand that, you know twenty percent is twenty percent, right? And I understand if if Seattle loses on Thursday night, right? If if some some likely things happen this week, um, then you know Detroit could could end this week with a fifty percent probability towards making the playoffs, and that obviously gets everybody really excited. But but what what is fair? What what what, what how has that changed? What what is what is measurably fair to expect differently of the lines
1: now that they've sort of arrived? Well, for the rest of the season, I think it's just it's it's finishing strong. And and listen, winning out is is certainly. A possibility they have to beat the Jets on the road this week for for that to even that conversation to even continue. I think a three and one finish might get them in the playoffs, but it it's it much it's much tougher. But I think you have to realize as a Lions fan that a three and one finish to the season is not considered a failure, even if you don't make the playoffs. That means they were eight and two down the stretch. You can't really be upset with that. And so it, it's just continued growth. It's it's not you know letting down at the end of the season. I know there are certain scenarios that Lions fans are already thinking up that that would be just disastrous they go three and zero in the first you know the first three of these next four and then they lose in lambo to a, a, a packers team that's probably packed it in and then they miss the playoffs because that yeah that would hurt but at the same time uh you have to look at the bigger picture here and and look at the bigger growth that this team is having and i mean to me it's just it's just like having fun right now because lions fans aren't accustomed to a lot of fun they're winning games by throwing to offensive tackles and fake punting and, and 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 this offense like i said it's just it's masterful to work to watch work and uh and with with the status of offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, which I really think is going to be a hot name on on head coaching candidates this upcoming year, I, I think Lions fans would be wise to just kind of enjoy these last four games as as they come mm-hmm. and uh and hope um, for something special. It's a good time to be in the three one three. Jamie riceman from of Detroit. Thank you so
2: much for joining us. Um Pete. Never believed. I always that, did. That's uh, not so, true. congratulations that's not um, true. on the big win. Um, <laughs> you deserve it, Panay Sewell, Jameson Williams. Times are good. Um, have a great day or else. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze.